one of the benefits I think to this point in time is that you can now partner with companies like Douala to provide best in class solutions. And you don't have to build everything yourself anymore. So you can get to market two years faster. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast powered by Currency Cloud. This is your host, Jeff Borkin. I'm actually really delighted today to be joined by the founder of Dwala, Ben Milne. Super excited to have him on. Dwala has done so much great stuff with the platform and just the tech that they have behind it. So Ben, if you don't mind, I'll just turn it over to you. If you could give the audience just a quick background on yourself and how you got to, to become the founder of Dwala and we can kind of carry on from there. Yeah, I'll try to make that brief. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. You know, I, I grew up in Iowa. I grew up in Cedar Falls, which is a small town of about 35,000 people, which also happens to be the place of Cedar Falls Utilities, which had a wonderfully kick-ass internet connection when I was young. So I was fortunate that I got access to a great internet connection at a young age, and that gave me a whole bunch of early opportunities. I started a company while I was in high school and ended up selling that to getting into the world of payments, really trying to avoid interchange fees, which is where Dwala started. And I was trying to avoid paying interchange fees through an e-commerce gateway. Launched that in end of 2010, ended up having a really great run at it with a consumer product, ended up restructuring the company to focus on our API first solutions, which is really what people know as the platform today, I think about four years ago. And what we focus on with the platform is enabling programmable payments and supporting our clients' innovations. You know, at this point, we're infrastructure really behind the scenes and we're a trusted partner to help our clients scale gracefully. And really, we just focus on their success because their success is ours. Yeah. So it was then really just that pain that you experienced uh, in trying to move money that led you to just go out and create this this uh, beautiful platform to help other customers, other, other companies do the same thing. Yeah. In the early days, there was a fundamental realization that all card payments, all these different types of payments ended up settling on ACH, but ACH was just so hard to get access to. I mean, the way in which we did it, or I did it in the early days was it took me two years to get an ACH origination agreement. And then you got to figure out accounting and identity verification and reconciliation and the automation of returns and corrections and on and on and on and on for five years of like, okay, well, let's fix some of these technical gaps. And I think that we believed, I believed in the early days that if people had access to the system, they would simply use it. We were fortunate that they did. Now, they used it for a lot of different reasons that we didn't quite expect. And that was also a good learning lesson. And so when we restructured the company to focus on the direct-to-business APIs, we've really tried to think about what are the types of verticals that we want to serve and horizontally, how do we build the software to enable innovation across different markets? And I think we've been able to, I think, I just think that's gone really well. I'm excited about it and think we've got lots of headroom in front of us. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good. So can you speak a little bit about what verticals Dwallis serves specifically you know, and, and also regions. I know you're primarily U.S. focused today, but I think there there's some goals of getting outside of the U.S. Uh, you know, what are some of the companies that you're really proud of that you've been able to help, and how are they using Dwala today? You know, Dwala enables programmable payments, so you can utilize the platform for very simple funds flows like payouts. You want to pay a whole bunch of people really quickly with some code. Now you can do that with a marketplace like Goat or Flight Club. 
so these fast-growing marketplaces can program payments really quickly. The platform also is able to support extremely complex funds flows, even in association with different things like GNL accounts, loan accounts, all these different sort of complexities that might apply to insurance companies, investment platforms, unique SEC codes. You know, you get into, oh my God, if you can program everything until your heart's content, how complex could you get? And the answer is apparently pretty complex. And one of the companies I like to talk about a lot because I really like the product is a company called Rally Road. Building a business that does fractional ownership at scale is not simple. And Rally Road has made that really a beautiful and fun solution. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're essentially just giving them the ability to program payments. It's the same regardless of the market vertical. Yeah. And I know Dwal has got a pretty robust compliance aspect to it also. And some of the you know mutual customers that we've worked with from Currency Cloud have actually been you know focused on really using Dwal in order to basically enter the U.S. market from outside of the U.S. perspective. Have you seen a lot of that as far as just kind of helping be an onboarding agent for U.S. corporates and U.S. consumers? In some ways, for sure. We've seen that the rules of engagement for the U.S. Um, connecting to U.S. infrastructure is certainly more complex than it is in other parts of the world, where you have licensing in every state and the focus is on just getting to market. One of the benefits, I think, to this point in time is that you can now partner with companies like Douala to provide best-in-class solutions, and you don't have to build everything yourself anymore. So you can get to market two years faster than you used to be able to. Whether or not you're an international company building a U.S. sub or you're building a U.S.-focused business that will go international in the future, we feel like if you want to program payments, we can be a really good partner. Our pricing has been a little bit of a barrier historically, but we've recently fixed that. And we're hopeful that uh, it's also going to help us accelerate the growth of companies earlier on in their life cycle this year. Yeah, exactly. I think it's for, yeah, from our perspective, Dwal is a great partner in order to help us bring business from outside of the U.S., other MSB business or fintechs from Europe or Korea or uh, Australia, for example, that want to come into the United States but don't know how to do it. They see, I, they're able to see the uh, benefits of your technology and how quick they can go to market. Much easier than a the traditional path, which would be to, I guess, go to a sponsor bank and you know get the FBO account and do it all yourself. Yeah, we absolutely love our partnership with Currency Cloud. And as you mentioned, when you have a solution that does real-time identity verification, does real-time account-to-account level transfers, does it in a compliant way with a regulated partner out of the box, it can save you a lot of time. And we've also seen that as those partners or clients really grow, they also want to start bringing in their own banks and different bank partners. And because we're bank agnostic, none of that bothers us. So we feel like the way that we've architected the infrastructure allows our clients to scale and even bring new partners that we don't have to the ecosystem. And we've done a lot of work around the partner ecosystem, which can mean a lot of things. But inclusive of that is even bringing new banks into the fold to provide services to our clients that are simply shared. That's a great segue. So I wanted to talk about the partnership ecosystem. Obviously, Currency Cloud's a part of that. What other banks are you bringing in uh, to provide services? What are some of the other great partners that you guys have been able to bring into this ecosystem? Can you tell the audience a little bit about what it is as well? Absolutely. The partner ecosystem kind of runs the gamut from just simply Dwala understanding how a shared customer could utilize your software. And having the easy talking points to figure out how we connect with people that are friendly in the ecosystem that are already utilizing Dwala's platform. All the way on the other end of the spectrum is a full technical implementation where you can essentially build your software onto a client's application and really roll your software out to 
all of our clients accessing millions of end users with a single unified integration. And we're seeing that utilized in a couple different ways. And it's interesting because when we started this, we weren't really sure that integrations would be that useful. And now we know that around 50% of our clients use one or more existing integrations. And certainly we're nowhere near done yet. The one that I find most fascinating, there are two of them. One is payments related, one is not payments related. The non-payments related one is Slack. And I've been astonished by the amount of uptick where people want to ingest messages into Slack so their team sees them. While they were in the dashboard before, it appears that having them in Slack is the place to be. And we've seen a really surprising uptick there. And the payments related one that I think is really interesting is a company called Apto. Apto enables shared clients to do card issuance and settle against the balances in the Dwala platform. And so all of a sudden, all the complexity with building a issuance integration with a third party, your time to market is dramatically shorter. Also, all your reconciliation is just baked in. And it kind of goes to this continued concept of all of a sudden you can do things really quickly that used to take years to pull off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's so nice if you have one platform that you're, you know, basically you could build your infrastructure would be Dwala. And then there's all these other third parties that you can just simply access through the Dwala platform. It's streamlines your process of going to market and building out this specific solution for your end customer much easier than having to go out and do that all on your own. You nailed it. We had a client in this morning that was working through one of the more complex funds flows, one of those that you need a whiteboard for. And their development time doing it directly with a bank was probably two or three years with all the different complexity. I think we're going to be able to help them get to market over about three months. That also includes all the wireframing, all the product and UI related work, all the compliance review, all the information security review. And we also provide direct support on the compliance and notification side. So that as applications are being built, we help ensure best practices as just a part of our contract structure. So, you know, that's like my favorite type of meeting as you all probably know, because we've been in front of a whiteboard a couple of times, but (laughs) those types of meetings are the reason I love this job is because I get to actually be close to the client's innovations and see everything that they're doing with programmable payments. And as I've told many people, uh, that's my reward system. And that is um, something, thankfully, I get to do here every day. And I, I love that a lot. Yeah, that's a that's a big part of our business, too, is really just sitting down with our clients, and having a whiteboarding session and saying, what are you looking to do in, in regards to the payments space for your platform? And then, you know, digging into the weeds and developing a solution that's going to fit for them. It's extremely exciting. Now, moving on a little bit into that same vein, what kind of new products and new innovations is, are you guys working on in order to help your, to meet your clients' needs? No, last year, we worked a lot on opening the platform up. The partner integrations were a big part of that. And in 2020, something that I'm really excited about is adding additional transfer types. The way our system is architected is there are customer types and there are transfer types. Customers transfer money. And we've really focused almost monomaniacally on bank transfers. And we've gotten really good at ACH, same to ACH, wire, the bank transfer solutions. And now what we're starting to do is we're starting to extend into other transfer types. The one that's coming online next is push to card, which is going to start enabling commerce after the batch files can't be dropped off for the day. And so we're excited about that. We're also looking at what the timeline looks like to start bringing RTP and other real-time solutions online. And frankly, we've kind of been out of that game since we shut down Fisync and we're excited to get back in in a way where as we bring those new technologies online, all of our clients' existing applications are interoperable out of the box and they just work. 
Yeah. In regards to being more bank agnostic, what other banks, if you can speak about it, are you guys looking to work with and what kind of additional functionality will they bring? Viridian has been a tremendous long-term partner to Douala. And over the course of our relationship, we've integrated with a multitude of other financial institutions for various reasons. But specifically, it's normally around bringing a new feature to market. We have a really, 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 really great ACH solution that interfaces with Viridian and the Fed in a way that we are incredibly proud of. But as we bring some of these other transfer types online, one of the things we're looking at and we are executing against is who are the right default partners to bring those other transfer types online? And quite frankly, that means bringing on additional banks to enable additional features. And the way we architected the system in the early days was always under the thought that we would want to bring in additional financial and potentially either for lower cost routing or lowest cost routing and also for expanding additional features. We see transfer types as a feature. And we also think that there are lots of reasons to be working with lots of different banks. We've always felt that way. And we're excited to finally be in a position where we can bring more of those online this year and get those to our clients. Makes sense. Likewise, you know, we're currency clouds always looking to diversify our partner banks. You know, even if it's just for redundancy purposes, it's always good to have multiple banking partners across the globe and locally. You know, something that really surprised me with the bank relationships was the way our ecosystem works and the way our platform works is when you want to program a payment, I mentioned you create a customer type, customer types transfer money. And so one of the things that we did a couple of years ago was we made it so that a bank or a credit union or a financial institution could also be represented as a customer type on the platform. And when we started engaging or creating the rules of engagements for banks and credit unions to come join the platform and become active participants on a client application, maybe it's for loans, maybe it's for issuance, maybe it's for something else. What we found is that those banks that were coming online as kind of an end user of a client application were coming to us also and saying, well, hey, how can we standardize this functionality and roll it out to the rest of the client base where they can make use of it and we can expand our relationship with the Dwala ecosystem? And that was a turning point for us in our bank relationships of instead of going out and kind of trying to convince everybody of, hey, you should be working with Dwala because we were able to start from a position of strength and start from a position of the financial institution had already figured out how to monetize a relationship or build revenue or relationships through the Dwala platform. And then it became more about, okay, how do we expand that? And that was another big turning point for us last year. Got it. Yeah, that's huge. Because now basically... Dwala, the Dwala platform could be just moved over to any other financial institution, and then they could offer a similar type of service to their customers by connecting through Dwala. You nailed it. And at a time where we feel like your TV is programmable, your toaster is programmable, it makes sense that payments are going to be programmable for a whole bunch of different reasons. But regardless of the reason, they're still going to connect to financial institutions. And that's the way we look at the world. Right. And I think we've, this kind of moves on to our next topic anyway, but this innovation, industry innovation, what's happening. Uh, I think we've, you're obviously familiar with it. We're very familiar with it. You know, the, the sponsor bank model in the United States, where if you want to really become, if you, if, if you want programmable payments in your app or whatever you want to do, maybe you're a fintech, a challenger bank, et cetera, you know, you're going to have to get a relationship with a bank that's going to sponsor you. And then you have to, do all the development work into the bank's uh, 
typically outdated infrastructure. So what we're seeing is the evolution of more companies like Dwell. You guys, I think you were way ahead of the game in creating this kind of layer to, to access the bank via program, program or APIs. Now you have you know, companies like Synapse out there. They're kind of doing a similar thing. I, I mean, in the future, do you think banks are going to be onboarding customers? I mean, I feel like it could be eventually the banks are going to be the plumbing. And, you know, as far as the, the end user won't even know who the bank is necessarily. I always find this to be an interesting conversation because banks have always used, I shouldn't say have always used, in recent history have heavily used third-party providers like FIS, Fiserv, and Jack Henry to help provide experiences to their clients and their clients' clients. And so this idea of utilizing technology to enable banking is not necessarily new, but certainly a shift is that the innovation timeline or the timeline to iterate is getting so short because best-in-class providers are being built outside of these monolithic technology providers to banks. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you need a bank to say yes, but then you can also go find a best-in-class solution for programmable payments, for identity verification, for real-time fraud analysis at scale. All of a sudden, you can rent these solutions and put them together to make an incredibly powerful thing that 10 years ago would have been very hard and would have cost you know, $20, $30 million, maybe more, just to stand up and try it. 50 years ago, it wasn't even possible to build this stuff. If you even just think about like the speed of the internet itself, we're building post-internet innovations with providers that are iterating so the banks technology providers themselves can't keep up. And I think that is really interesting. And is also creating a lot of new opportunities for a myriad of different companies, Dole being one of them. Yeah. And so for the future, I mean, do you kind of see yourself as the core banking application for fintech in some capacity? I I never thought of it that way. Dwala acts as the system of record for a number of different entities. And that's really because for regulatory purposes, it's something that originally we had to be really good at. And that's turned into a bit of a strength in the long term. Our perception is that we are going to build technology to enable programmable payments in the markets that we serve. Today, we're in the United States. We support U.S. dollars. We're adding transfer types. And if that means that we need to continue to be the system of record as we expand those transfer types and into other markets and into other currencies, we'll do it if that's what we need to do to build the ideal way to move money. So there's still a lot of unanswered questions. And as we look at the next 10, 20 years for the company, how we enable programmatic payments on a global basis is not necessarily directly known yet. There's still more problems to solve. And how that plays out into vernacular around core banking and so on and so forth I think we need a career banker on the line to tell us. <laughs> yeah. And nobody wants that, I don't think. I'll leave that to you. It's your show. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate you coming on today. It's really been spectacular to have you. And it's great, you know, getting to know you guys over the last year or so and developing the partnership with Dwal. Really excited to see where things go for us in the next few years. Likewise. Thank you so much for the time, Jeff. We appreciate your partnership and your support. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely, Ben. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com.
You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.